love you guys. We oh, love you. We love you. Thank God we met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the fuck? You just drifted right into our life on the beach. Like we had we had the most epic possible first place you could meet. Totally. Meeting up in Malibu mm. for the first time in, in human form. Yeah, I agree. And such a beautiful sunny day for winter in Southern California. <laughs> That's why we're here. We're here to receive the brightness of people like you and the beach and everything. Absolutely. And it's fucking we were resistant to it for a week and we did a podcast about that, but now we're like in the realm again and mm, yeah. you're helping us so much god damn i wish i could have been recording the last hour but thanks for doing this yeah thank you for the invitation mm. thank you for your receptivity i mean i think that's what opens the channel to share is mm. really speaking to folks whose crowns and heart spaces are open to upgrades mm. oh we're definitely open to upgrades beautifully yeah. put we just realized we're still in our beta mode operating system <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, when are we going to do the official launch well and i love that when you first got here you were being really real with us yeah. about like some moments you've had even recently so it's like okay we're all like a works in progress we're all figuring things out mm-hmm. yeah you really set a very like vulnerable intimate tone right off the bat that was really refreshing just about where you were at and that resonated so much with me. I was like, oh my, that's exactly where I'm at. So. Jeez, it was crazy. <laughs> feel a little bit less alone in that and yeah. the complexity of relationship and three-way relationship and yeah. Maybe. The stuff that you have to burn away through it. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's partly why we wanted to talk to you is like, you're the only other person we know of that's doing a three-way relationship. Yeah. And uh, y'all speak to it. And you got, y'all make it look great. <laughs> sound great. It really is quite impressive. And uh, shout out to your other partners, Johnny and... Elisa. Elisa. Yeah. Fucking incredible people. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, we're learning a lot from you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. It's funny because like we are very much in our own world where we live and... I've known about y'all for a long time and I've been with y'all before Mare. And so it's so interesting to receive the different energetic updates that you share on the podcast. Mm. And every time it's like so funny because Elisa and Johnny don't listen to the podcast, but I'm like, you guys, you guys there's, there's other people and they, they be on what we be on. And they're like, okay, we're glad you have your community. And it's just like so affirming to hear your guys' story and to show vulnerably, you know, what you are experiencing. So mm. we're doing big work and it is a devotional practice to show up in this method of relating yeah you're you're kind of like with relationships the way i think about mare with astrology i'm like how do you know all this stuff like you're too young to you know (laughs) because but i do think with with certain things when it's resonating with your life it's like the knowledge just like a sponge it's like just a download like like an operating system update yeah because it's crazy i've been doing relationships for 25 years and you just came in here with some language and i'm like I can do another 25. Yeah. I can do this. Thank you. I do yeah. believe I'm highly purposed with yeah. yeah, reprogramming society to more authentic relating. Mm. And that's really like the root of, I think, what dis-ease and dysfunction we are seeing is people don't know how to be vulnerable or be authentic because of the shame, fear, guilt, and grief that limits one from their authentic expression. Oh, and God. so I yes. feel very inspired <laughs> to support people in confronting those energies so they can transmute and alchemize and we can show up as better partners, better lovers, better individuals in relationship, not just to society, but to the earth and how we relate to her as well. What do you think some of the most like common limitations are with Mm -hmm. in relationship and relating? Fear. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Fear of rejection, fear of not being received, fear of being too emotional or too much. Um, that sort of thing would keep someone in a mental loop. And that's really the mm. discord is that when someone is resonating in the headspace and they're not feeling their energetic or somatic experience, it creates a disembodied experience or maybe disassociation or compartmentalization or all of these techniques that people have learned in their lifetime of trauma and experience to pull away and not actually connect through vulnerability. Mm. <sighs> yeah, you've really... Like, it's really validating this, like, the path of relationship as, like, karmic yoga and that sort of thing. And and I sometimes, like, have in the past fantasized about, like, switching timelines to something more traditional because it, it does feel like a full-time job, like, navigating relationship with more than one person, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and But then I always find myself, like, well, it's what I love doing and it's beautiful and there is work to be done here. And it's, like, it's the gift of getting to spend time with Mare and Sean and, and us learn so much and grow so much from each other and and that's I think um what can happen is that there can be also like this doubt like oh my god am I am I supposed to be causing pain in two people's lives you know like when you're not feeling great you know or yeah like am I supposed to and then um but it does feel like there was something that you guys were saying yesterday about it almost like feeling like the future is going to be this more open relating and, and trusting and knowing that people who do the one-on-one thing, it is just as challenging just in a different way and that there mm-hmm. are other challenges to traverse. It's almost like you kind of choose your own adventure with relationship or life. It's easier to ignore some of the stuff we're talking about in a one-on-one relationship. You can yeah. go years without these issues coming up or just you, you just figure out crafty ways to avoid them and avoid each other but when you're doing something as intense as this and you love it as much as we all love doing this you want to spend a lot of time together and you realize with a, spending a lot of time together comes the consequences you know and you got to learn how to navigate those things and somehow we're just figuring out we're, we're like you know like you just said like we're just figuring out how to relate with each other and I don't know. I think that speaks to our love that like we've been so blinded by it that we haven't even fucking necessarily developed the tools to navigate it properly. And now we're trying to. And it's no coincidence that the day we've had enough, enough is enough. Let's just fucking take some acid and go to the beach. Like, boom, like just an angel comes up to us. And normally where I'd be resistant or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. About this kind of energy. I'm like, oh, fucking, this is like medicine, you know? Mm. yeah Yeah, I I think that's what I'm even trying to say is like um my resistance even to how openly you live your life and and going in and through it and like I think it's a uh you purge or you know it's a purgative and it's an understanding of the ego and the self and and realizing that that I thought that I was on the other side of things and you're still always in things you know Mm -hmm. I don't know I really can relate to what you're saying about the doubt of like questioning your reality. And that is the beauty of having a multi-partner relationship, I believe, because often there is another mirror to reflect. Like, I understand you're feeling that doubt right now and that's extreme and that hurts. And I'm here to extend my unconditional love to you, even in those moments of you, I like having ideation about leaving or creating an alternative timeline. And I was in that deep yesterday. Like I've had an intense emotional experience the past few days of literally thinking about going back to in and out 
Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm leaving y'all behind. Like, I got to go. This is too heavy. This is too much. But I believe having intentional relationship with the intention of healing is what kind of holds the container of facing those lower vibrational frequencies of trauma that have been stored in the density of the body and using embodiment practice or somatic healing or whatever other resonates um, to like transcend those energies creates a clear vessel to continue showing up in this style of relating. And of course, the remembrance that we are the pioneers is always helpful. Yeah. And my ego loves that one the most. (laughs) right, totally. Our egos haven't even considered that. And like, it's like we could feast on that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm feasting in it. And and also there's like this beautiful experience that sometimes if one partner is not making you feel safe, like, or if Sean uh, is not making me feel safe, then I look at at the mayor and I'm like, oh my God, you make me feel safe and seen, you know? And like, there is that kind of, um, yeah can be caught in some sort of way. Very rarely will we all three be on our own tangent without somebody just holding the container for the relationship with somebody just keeping the fire going for us all to come back to very rarely. Uh, but when it does happen, it's like, yeah, I want to go back to in and out burger. I never even worked there. And right. I don't eat meat. <laughs> I want to, I'm ready to fucking go flip burgers rather than live my blissed out life. Yeah, you know what totally. I mean? It gets so cra- how crazy, you know what I mean? And that's why I was telling you like, it felt so good to talk to you about this because I'm like, we don't even talk about this that much on the podcast because I feel like it could annoy people in terms of like, it's pretty awesome. Mm. Like it's it's pretty awesome. Like we're talking about problems and navigating that kind of stuff, but like the highs you can touch uh, are, it's worth it. Totally. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Whatever comes along with it. But there, there's ways to kind of, I think, just... Uh, make it more uh, manageable and sustainable. And, you know, Mare's the first person we've wanted to do that with. So it feels like we've had all this experience doing this, but we really haven't. We have, we've had experience with having fun. We haven't had experience with, like, how do we make this last? We're, we, you're not leaving our life. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be in each other's lives. Yeah, well, and I think like Star was talking about earlier, we're in a higher dimension of relating and we're all at this point in our consciousness where we're prioritizing being high frequency and so we hold ourselves to these high standards and I think we're all going through this ascension journey interpersonally and there's just so much pain between like the idealized version of you that your partner's holding up that you want to be and then like not always being there and um yeah, oh, it, it's, it's just like a higher bar that we're trying to reach, and there's 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 been a lot more. To yeah, climb yeah, on. totally. It's yeah. like those, those <laughs> Olympic people that try to jump over that thing. It's like I, we've just had it really high, and we're gonna have to fail a few times. But yeah. exactly, like when there's that moments of disharmony, like you really just have to turn, look at yourself, and like where am I out of alignment? Where am I right. like feeling fearful or yeah. scared or whatever it is? And like Mary was saying, and I put it in perspective, like. And it reminds me of my first boyfriend. Like I used to be mad at him about real things. You know what I mean? <laughs> and now I'm just like mad at myself because I wasn't in a good mood. Yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Totally. T- t- the problems get much more subtle, you know, but yeah, they're well, still as big. It? They're still as visceral, you know? Yeah. How did you say? Oh, it? that was so funny. That was like, such a <laughs> fucking cosmic punchline to the joke that has become our relationship sometimes. Yeah. Like, like, th- Hey, th- there's a little subtlety that needs to be dealt with yeah. here. It, yeah. You know, it's not some, it's not like you physically hurt me or said this fucked up thing. Yeah. It's like, or like very, we're lying to each other. No, like, it's nothing know, like it's that. <laughs> we're in full alignment. No, it's on, like I feel you across the river being in a not so great mood. 
and it's really annoying me. So. I think it has to do with me. You fucker. Yeah. It's not the 3D circumstance. No. no. It's the higher dimensional resonance of the co-creation. Yeah. And I believe that when we do share sexuality with people, it heightens our psychic capacity to feel them. Yeah. And so having awareness Ooh. of our somatics, which is the energetic manifestation of feeling in our, the body, in the internal landscape, is highly supportive when we are operating in this very advanced way. Yeah. And Whoa. so the people that I share relationship with are so highly sensitive that they sometimes feel a quantum energy that my density hasn't yet processed. And so I will be approached periodically and, you know, Elisa or Johnny will say, like, I'm feeling your heart space. Like, how does your heart feel right now? Mm. And that drops me right in, you know, let me check in and see how I feel. And maybe there's grief to be released or a desire to be expressed. Um, But it is really subtle and complex. And also there's a skill set to develop around how to process those energies without identification Mm -hmm. or involving the ego in a way that prolongs the process of alchemy. Yeah. Mm. Whoa. Damn. Yeah, I love the slowness and compassion that you guys operate on with these like tapping in and tuning in and questioning and being open to receiving the questioning and the open to change and always that prioritization of Mm. mood and frequency and it's beautiful Mm. it's yeah um it's it's a structure in which you can do this yeah you know what i mean because if we don't build some structures around this we're seeing now we're like oh our foundation's there. The foundation yeah. is fucking rock solid. It's based on, on attraction and, you know, our sex and everything. Yeah. And yeah, you, you said intimacy and intentionality. Mm-hmm. I was just yeah, going to bring that for up. For your fun and funny. Yeah. We always say we've aligned our life with fun and funny. And then you were like, your version of that is, what was it? Intimacy and intentionality. And intentionality. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. Thank and, you. Yeah. Yeah. Because part of the intimacy that I desire in those that I relate to is outside of sexuality. It's the intimacy and being able to say like, hey, can I ask you to ground your energy right now? I'm feeling sensitive to some anxiety in the room Mm. Hmm. and allowing that to be received. And it's not personal. I don't hate you. I love you more because you received me. But it's um, a tricky thing that requires a lot of deprogramming because how people believe that intimacy equates to sexuality and that sexuality equates to intercourse, et cetera. Mm. And so there is a naivety I have within myself that people use these terms with the same definitions that I've created. And so it sometimes does require a little bit more explanation so we can come to collaboration in relationship. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So you you create a whole new language within the relationship where you can all really understand each other on those subtle levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the foundation of our relating is focused on feeling Mm self-compassion. So even if we do have an aspect of ego, shadow, emotionality that doesn't feel of high vibration. We switch the vibe by cultivating compassion as a felt experience, as a somatic experience. Mm. And that is feeling radical self-acceptance for what's present. So even when I'm feeling doubt, you know, cultivating feeling compassion for myself for that aspect of self that feels doubtful, that is questioning every aspect of my reality feeling compassionate towards the aspect of self that is in projection, that is in victimhood, Mm -hmm. and that inherently begins the process of that aspect dissolving. Yeah, no, it's a lot of, everyone's got to do a lot of their own work in this whole thing. So it is about just like holding space and seeing someone for wherever they're at and knowing like, that's what's cool about having two partners who want to like 
um, get to a more fun and funny place is that when other people are holding space for that, it's like, oh, I just have to find my way back Mm -hmm. and like return to that space. And I hold the keys to that door and that pathway. Mm-hmm. And not that we don't help each other and we want to help each other in that path, but uh, yeah, no, it's kind of a, it's a funny space to find yourself in. And, and it, it's something that acid did for me, you know, like mm-hmm. these high psychedelic experiences where you see how connected you are. And I'm looking at Sean's eyes, wanting him to validate me in some way or give me something or make me feel safe. And then him not seeing anything there and like kind of seeing through him back, back mm-hmm. to myself. A very clean mirror. Yeah. You know, where she can't even see me. And it's like, oh, it's me. Like, oh, I can only see I myself in him. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you realize, when you kind of get to that state, you're like, oh, well, I kind of can enjoy many mirrors. And you're not as possessive of one mirror because it's not yeah. as, like, central to your identity or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. identification really stuck out to me in what you said and not identifying with your feelings because they are so temporary. We talk about that a lot. And that is the door out, you know, yeah. like that trusting that it's, it's not you. And I really got spun out on so many of those loops this week about like identifying with low frequency, identifying with a bad mood, identifying with just negative qualities. Um, and, uh, yeah, it takes a lot of, um, compassion, like you said, for yourself and forgiveness to just say like, oh, I was moving through a state of existence that mm-hmm. ev- anybody and everybody can tap into. It just happens to be a frequency you can tap into on this planet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it put a little bit of separation between you and and that feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's what all mindfulness is. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just building up that separation a little yeah. bit, just giving you space. Uh, so it's not spilling out into your 3D life. It, you're not yeah. a reactionary person. And, yeah. You know, that's what, that's what I end up... The, the hilarious thing is I'm, I'm screaming at Mary the other day, like, I spent my whole 30s trying to calm down and we're not calm. And, it's, uh, and I'm like, look at this. I'm not calm. What the fuck was I trying to stay claim to? I'm like sitting here fucking trying. I'm yelling at somebody that like they're pulling me out of the calmness that I cultivated. And it's just like I obviously didn't fucking figure out how to cultivate it and apply it in any kind of way if I'm screaming right now. Like this is the most ironic thing to be screaming about. <laughs> It's really hard to point out to someone. (laughs) You know, like, God damn, am I my mom right now? This is fucking ridiculous. Let's get get it together, bro. So, yeah, I think it's interesting, like what Cass said, and I'm interested to hear your backstory about this. Like the way we arrived at like thruppling around was through psychedelics, Mm -hmm. you know, through taking these substances that uh, made us realize we're one with everything. And, you know, where we're putting up barriers in our life is like kind of like the jokes on us. Oh, well, I remember the first time I did acid, like the big download I have is like, oh, we're here to play. Yeah. And like we get to play was here. like, we get to play. She's like looking at us like, whoa, like we realizing do whatever that we want. This is like a fun universe and it could be fun for me and it could be fun for Sean and we could have fun together. Mm-hmm. And like that, I don't want to be a barrier of limitation on that. Yeah. So all force. of a sudden, nothing I could do could be a threat. Sure. You know what I mean? And it was, that's very psychedelic. It's, you know, it's very trippy and we just became less possessive yeah. over the thing, almost because there's just an inherent knowing that yeah. this thing is cool. Well, I also, good. I've cultivated enough value or maybe I've been whatever, where I'm just like, oh, you don't want to do this with me? Like, fine. Like, like almost like enough, like where it's like, of course I cling and have attachment to Sean, but like, I've always kind of had this like loose attachment of like, 
oh well you're lost if you don't want to be with me <laughs> you know what i, I feel mean? you yeah. <laughs> like what i don't know whatever <laughs> i have reflections on multiple things <laughs> first i just want to affirm sean like you're allowed to play out mm. and your rage and your anger yeah. it's okay to express that will rage play never hurt anyone <laughs> yeah okay. totally i like that and okay. that's with the agreement that you'll take responsibility for however that aspect of self unfolds okay and also I feel like pretty good about that i don't know yeah you're taking responsibility for it right now okay yeah so it's on great the <laughs> on the record <laughs> <laughs> like i think that energy did need to release for you to become more clear in your awareness of where you do desire to operate and so that Absolutely. little pocket of anger that was desiring to be seen was so you can bounce back faster to that vibrational state of neutrality or peace. Yeah. Which is what yeah. you're calling calmness. Yeah, but yeah. It's just it's the church of chill. That's <laughs> the church of chill. And, yeah. uh, I'm like, I'm building out this temple in, in, in my soul. It's the spaciousness to be chill. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for me, a lot of times we were talking about this before we started recording, but it's worth, I think, mentioning like my downfall. And I think a lot of men can fall into this category is just like feeling like you're disappointing people you love, women, you know, I grew up with three little sisters and a mom who, you know, could not be, she can't be pleased mm-hmm. still. Like there is no acknowledgement of like, oh, that was cool. You're cool. You know, like it's always, it's always shame, blame, anger, low vibrational stuff. Um, very smart woman, but like low, low emotional vibration stuff. And, um, I just want to please people. And I, I like, that's why I have the church of chill that I can return to in me. Because I think that when I am that guy, like I'm attractive to people, I'm funny, I'm sexy. Like it makes me feel part of this earth. I love feeling the reflection from my beautiful women that like I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. When either one of them slightly gives me the reflection that I might've done something to make them have a bad trip. It fucking destroys me. And yeah, that's that's definitely my Achilles heel in this thing. Is I I just want to feel like I'm doing right by the people that are so generous with their time and sexuality. You yeah, know? I'd love so. to offer a reframe if you're open. Please, I need it. <laughs> God damn I it. feel if this is to become integrated into your experience, then it will radically shift how you relate. Um, but I would like to just extend innocence to you mm. in that you haven't done anything wrong. Yeah. And however they may feel in your reflection is simultaneously for them to take responsibility for, which they are doing and will continue to do yeah. in the agreements that you share. Yeah. But I believe it is of highest alignment for you to face and transmute whatever guilt may arise <coughs> when they express an emotional experience. And not make it their problem to make me feel otherwise, right. like actually do it. Yeah, like taking responsibility for feeling guilt or feeling wrongdoing, but then being aware of where projection may become entangled in that experience. Yeah, And so I encourage you to continue on focusing feeling good because you just touched on that a moment ago. Your pleasure is contagious. And so it is your only job, as it is yours and yours, to focus on feeling good. And so if you are feeling contracted because you feel concern of hurting them or triggering an emotional experience, Mm. your invitation is then presented to expand and feeling self-compassion, which inherently is what raises your vibration. It brings you back to the heart space where you can neutralize any live disempowerment Mm. because 
your disempowerment will be disempowering to others that you share relationship to. Wow. And so please remember your innocence and that you haven't done anything wrong if you've unlocked an emotional experience for the ladies to face. Mm. They are in this journey of healing and ascension alongside you, Mm. and they're not identified with those experiences either. Mm. And there is a level of advancement to then have gratitude for those experiences. Oh, I'm, I'm right on the edge of that one. Like where I'm, we had a horrible week and I'm like, I'm grateful for it. That was, that was I needed that. I needed mm-hmm. that reboot. I needed to go through the worst of the worst, dark night of the soul type of moment. And yeah. Get, get better for it. And I, I think what you're saying is like, you know, we all have deprogramming to do in mind. A lot of it has to do around uh, shame and blame from women because mm-hmm. uh, I just would get my head torn off by my mom and there was never a like, sorry, I didn't mean that or I was in a bad mood or still to this day, you know what I mean? So there's this like, uh, and if I deprogram myself and I've been talking uh, in our relationship a lot, but like if I deprogram myself from the shame and blame and I just take it on and I learn how to self-soothe a little bit better, mm-hmm. like this thing is going to be the best fucking relationship there could ever be because like yeah. I'm a pretty good dude. I'm fun to be around and interesting and stuff, but like, when I'm in shame and blame, uh, we all are. And if Mare's in it, we all are. And if Cass is in it, we all are. It doesn't like. Well, it, that's where it's like a beautiful thing, and like something that I don't like to be lost, and I don't think it would be lost, is like for you to care about someone else's experience and say like, I care that you're having a good time. Like, what is going on with you? Like, being able to hold that space and see it, not like, oh, their problems, their problem. Like, I think that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is like a a disassociation of like, oh, Cass's or Mary's or Sean's crying in the back. Like, well, you know, they're going through it. They'll figure it out. Like, I think what we can do is we can like hold generous space for each other and try to affirm and help people tell a a better story. And I think that's a beautiful thing that we offer. And I think your sensitivities allow you to be on the tip of one of us not doing great before we may even know, you know what I mean? And it hasn't yeah. happened a lot in this relationship. I'm very happy and very comfortable, but I can think of like, it's natural, like two times where like my body was reacting negatively because I don't know, I maybe there was a sexual train that I moved too slowly to even hop on. And so like, I've just was starting to feel like left out of the mix, not because they wanted me to be left out or because they wanted to exclude me just because like I wasn't being assertive or energetically open. And then if I feel like a little rejected, I'll like, hide even more and it just kind of i create this like cycle and and there's no there's no outlet for expression of her primal feminine rage Mm. as a response to something very primal you're watching your man do Mm -hmm. something with another woman and you never know when those alarm bells are going to go off how could you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean what what situation is going to set that off as opposed to another one that's going to set off like your fetish you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like yeah no and it's like it's kind of cool though because I've, I've had these moments and I've appreciated their love and care and I understand why it makes Sean so upset too because to see me upset and then I don't want to make him upset and I think it's all perfect how it plays out and I think there's ways that we can like soften the how it plays out by like experience you know like I've even been in this relationship as long as I have with Sean like I think we can work through things more gently sometimes because we have the security of having gone through similar stuff and onto the other side. So once you start to like build that pathway towards getting to the other side enough times, you don't have to feel so scared that there is another side. You're just like, Oh, there is another side to this. If we could just get there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. And if I may expand on that, like, yeah. Um, 
I do think there is a vibrational resonance of concern that isn't serving. However, consideration Mm. is a higher vibrational resonance. Mm. So to approach someone in the energetic of concern doesn't feel good in the co-creation. Right. But when you can observe concern is arising, cultivate compassion, and then move into the higher vibrational frequency of tenderness and consideration. Mm. And so it's no longer like, I'm concerned that you're doing bad. Like, that doesn't feel good. But if it's like, I love you and I want to consider your preferences and desires and inspirations in this moment, let's discover what those things are together. Mm. Then that's a process that opens a new timeline. And particularly in navigating three-way sexuality, these things arise inherently because beyond the concepts of the mind that we have created in this lifetime, we do have karmic, I believe, in my reality, that there is karmic DNA of our ancestors and of our lineage that become tapped into and expressed when we are to witness in new scenario and it is through experience that we're able to process these energies that we maybe wouldn't otherwise Mm. i love that reframing yeah because i don't even want people to be concerned about me you know but i appreciate consideration exactly (laughs) you know like don't worry about me but like it is a fine line line. yeah but it's an it's one of those subtle energetic things like concern it's like Hey, tell me you're better so I can feel better about this. Whereas like consideration is like a step removed. Like I already feel that. better about this because I know you're going through right. something and I'm going to want to consider your feelings and be there for you. Mm-hmm. And like even the stuff that I'm talking about, this happened like so many months ago and they both responded. I mean, with some concern that we had to go through, but then consideration and I just felt considered and I just felt safer in my relationship, Yeah, you know, and just realizing, oh, some of the projections I was having or whatever were just fears or whatever yeah. it is. And, um, I think we all learn how to show up better for each other. And that's the only way you can really do it is by like in two person relationships or three person relationships is like kind of mapping the territory <laughs> of experience, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the mapping the territory of ascension, because I, I, I just, that's what I feel like now we're all on the same page about. And yeah. it's like, we can really take this to the next level and yeah. we can have dirty down home, regular ass 3d world threesomes. <laughs> or we could have like transcendent holy shit we're on the mothership like and this is the ticket to it type of experiences and yes i'm down mm-hmm. for both i'm, I'm down for <laughs> I'm th- you know i'm down for all of the above <laughs> it's interesting navigating that though like we were asking you before like how do you guys navigate sex like because you know when when one of them's not on their period it's just like it's assumed like we just we're fucking having threesomes all the goddamn time and and they're great and they're amazing and I think that we sometimes can get out of step. I can, um, I, I wish Johnny was here so I could ask him and I will ask him mm-hmm. if he ever feels overwhelmed by, uh, sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? I can respond to that. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. Please. So, I, I was so curious about that the other day and I'm like, just looking <laughs> at him. I'm like, he's fucking ripped and looks great. he, he's not overwhelmed by sexuality, but I, I can, I, because like the same, yeah. it just goes back to that same fucking, the, the, the base fear of this is that I'm letting them down. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's not enough that I didn't come through or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Mm, I definitely have had many a conversation with Johnny about that where yeah. he has said, you know, like I'm feeling awareness that you have more sexual desire than I have time space allocation to provide. And that brings up, you know, insecurity or questioning or maybe the resonance of concern to be spoken. 
Um, and I would love for him at a later now moment to share his experience, yeah. but he is very passive and resides in feminine energy. And mm -hmm. so it's really Elisa and I who are the initiators and are the activators in sexual engagement with him. Mm -hmm. And when there is not alignment for us to engage, when there is a desire, that's guidance for Elisa and I to focus on either connecting with one another or cultivating pleasure within our co-creation in a way that feels best available. Mm. Um, and also, Johnny is very devoted to his embodiment practice of feeling pleasure within his body and the practice of semen retention. And Oh, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Injaculation. Injaculation. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So he has achieved a very advanced state of being able to cultivate sexual energy where we have threesomes where Elisa and I will have so many orgasms like we have to tap out and he is just in a very embodied meditation of cultivating his own chi and that's through awesome. the cultivation of tai chi and qigong mm. and yoga and mindfulness and just focusing on feeling good as a full-time mm. commitment um, that he's been able to achieve that state mm. which is part of our inspiration to showcase our love making online Oh, okay. That's oh, yeah. You should it. drop your website right yeah, now. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. How can people watch you have this kind Visit of sex? Visitthestudiox.com. <laughs> Visitthestudiox.com to watch them uh, have this beautiful transcendent sex. Yeah. Like, all stuff and that learn we, about it. And learn about it. And I'm learning. This is stuff we tap into. Right. And I and I have been that dude, and I'm like, what the fuck yeah. am I capable of? You know. And and it's. Uh, but now, just having a little structure around it makes it, like, like Kat's saying, we're mapping a territory so we can get back to some of those places. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. once you've touched those places, like, the other kind of sex, the other kind of relating, seems like junk food. It doesn't it, resonate it, anymore. It, it doesn't resonate anymore. You know what I mean? Once I changed my diet, like, I don't crave this stuff I used to crave anymore. It wasn't, like, a big thing. It was just, like, I, I just attuned with a higher thing where I'm not eating the homies anymore. And I think I mean? he's not, I think it could sound like you're saying, oh, just one-on-one -on -one sex. It's not what you're, you're not saying one-on-one -on -one sex is junk food. You're saying, no. like, no. Uh, less conscious sex is Yeah. Three junk. sexy bodies get together that are very attracted to each other. It's easy to, you know what I mean? What's harder is, like, let's slow down, you know. There, there's lots of orgasms can be had here mm -hmm. you know what i mean if i can fucking slow it down <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? spaciousness is so key yeah and the ability to hold each other accountable in that if we do witness someone slip into unconsciousness you know being graceful and mm. slowing the pace and whether that looks like placing your hand on their heart space or starting to breathe a little bit deeper so yeah. that brings other people into their breath and into their body. Or if you're feeling reactive in that moment, you know, straight up asking like, Hey, I got to change the pace. Like let's redirect energy and see mm -hmm. how that flows. But I want to mention something. It's related to something that was said earlier around you guys speaking to your usage of psychedelics. And to me, I feel like my initial psychedelic experience was experiencing sexuality with Johnny and Elisa. I was going to say that same thing. Yeah, and that's because it was heart-centered and yeah. emotionally connected and vulnerable and intimate, which Uncharted I had never territory. experienced before, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so I had had a lot of very satisfying and pleasurable non connective compartmentalized sexual experiences with men 
but to enter the void of their relationship that was so open-hearted and open sacral energy. I had never experienced anything like that. And because of it, I had to dissolve my entire reality as it was, mm. as an in and out employee, as yeah. a bud tender, <laughs> oh, as a student. Man. You know, I had to literally leave the matrix and pursue entrepreneurship with their guidance mm. because there's no going back. Once I had a taste of that, it uh, created a whole different experience for me. So with that being said, like, I do believe there is immense power in sexual energy and it is our creative life force that creates worlds mm. and we in our relationship are utilizing the cultivation of pleasure and play and fun and funny and intimacy and intention yeah. to create mm. this alternative reality and extend it out to others to say this isn't just us this isn't just me this is for you too yeah but it requires a certain amount of gumption to want that to make yeah. that happen but look we can handle the gumption mm -hmm. you know what i mean it doesn't take many people having the gumption before like we had a friend on this trip be like hey my wife's like down to do this kind of stuff like uh but i doubt we'll ever ever be able to and i was like don't have that attitude i think it's the opposite mm -hmm. you and your wife want to do this like i think it's pretty easy like you have that intention just hold that intention hold that in mind yeah and um your frequency will raise to that to where you'll attract somebody that would be appropriate for it yeah yeah that, that that's what happened to us you know it's very simple psychedelics kind of like um kind of like make you t tune into like how intense sex is or at least I, we've had some like doing ayahuasca and like refraining from sex like then when we went back and did it i'm like oh shit like we're this is a big oh, engagement this is a big we're agreement doing this all the time so it's interesting <laughs> like what the fuck for people who are like publicly doing like a three-person relationship to in some ways take sex like way ser more seriously than people who are like i'm um, no shame or hate or anything but like for people who are dating like mm -hmm. Because it, it's like they're your, oh, like we engaged in this way and now we're like very much kind of also similar to psychedelics where you trip with someone and you're like, oh my God, you're my brother, you're my sister. Like I see you in a new way and like it extends out, but especially with people you tripped with. And then when you sleep with someone, you're like, oh, like there's this um, brother's keeper energy that kind of happens, you know? Yeah. That's really special and beautiful. Um, but it also makes you not want to throw it around. <laughs> Well, you're creating karma. It yeah. really does feel like one of the one of the few things we can do to kind of just like create real, real ripples of karma in this fucking place, like to where a new life could get added to the mix if you're not careful. I agree. You know what I mean? Mm, right. So you're creating a lot of karma. You're exchanging karma with somebody. And yeah. Well, and I think it creates patterns of relation and how we relate to each other because most, well, there's just a lot of unpresent sex. Sounds like you guys have very present sex mm -hmm. because of the pace that you have it at. Mm. And uh, I think disassociation and um, dispresence with each other and relating creates that pattern of belief that that's how relation plays out, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah. it like creates these patterns of disassociation in people. Um, yeah. And I think that that's where the lack of intimacy um, that, mm -hmm. we, that we notice just in it as a generalization in younger people, uh, like there's been such a lack of intimacy that it's almost not even desire of people anymore. Sure. You know, you're finding that kind of satisfaction in other places, but well, it's, they can't be replaced. And it's so in, it's so intense, I think, these days um, with us being so psychically connected, you know, and being in higher frequency and higher dimensions and 
like psychedelics make sex more intense, but I think sex is just more intense right now too in the human consciousness. You know, mm-hmm. I think relating is more intense because we're all s- more connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've said that a lot, and I've said that that's why we have this moment. I think of this pendulum swing of all feeling like we need to disassociate a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and we're just like riding the crest of something yeah. that we were saying the other day. I was kind of joking because I was on acid and really high. I was like, this is the future, though. Yeah, <laughs> so many more people are, will be doing this if it's well represented. I agree. And honestly represented. Because there's, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like well, it's anything. also like yeah. the situation is the boss. And right now, yeah, the situation is the we boss. aren't in a good place to have kids, a lot of people. We need to do more communal living so we can afford houses or space. We need to share um, responsibilities. We need to have each other back others backs in uncertain times we're incredibly disconnected so we have to find ways of connecting more through relationship or community so let's three people get together and create a karmic predicament that only us three can get out of well and and think (laughs) about like with the pandemic like that's what's so cool about like oh you're supposed to isolate and that's like hanging out meeting mayor and just being like let's isolate together a lot of this it just was like oh well duh duh like this is like not a sad thing this is like a vibe we got like our own little house vibe going you know yeah. as i mean as humans we desire to feel safety and connected to tribe yeah and yeah. so i believe we are returning to our tribal nature and what that looks like is dissolving the nuclear family and the home ownership and the car ownership as we once knew it yeah and i do believe we are the future and we are the pioneers of a social revolution mm. that's mm. based in curating sex positive intentional community and it's in alignment with everything you just described. And my partner, Johnny, has drafted business models of everything you just described because we do desire to create this as more widespread and more available. Mm. However, in contrast to what you shared, Sean, about suggesting to your friend that it's easy, yeah, I don't yet think that that is available because of the karmic entanglements yeah. that are within people's vessels. Yeah, And I feel very similarly that like, it is available to anyone that can resonate, but mm. there is a devotion to the practice of healing and confronting unserving energies that is required to actually ascend. Yes. And um, yeah, for me, ascension is really about fear, shame, guilt, and grief and getting to know those energetics within my system mm. and expanding the skill set to move those energies so I can become a more clear vessel for the word of God, which mm. inherently expands wow. sensation and pleasure in sexuality. Yeah. So when we can reframe that emotional experience to remember it's actually supporting me and expanding in pleasure. Wow. It feels like the rediscovery of something that has just culturally been slowly siphoned away. Absolutely. You know? It's 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 reclaiming something that's very natural to us, actually. Mm-hmm. Everything we're all talking about, everything we're doing is very natural to us. What's unnatural to us is the way we're currently living. Yeah, the possessiveness, the fear mentalities, mm-hmm. the lack mentalities, you yeah. know, like how we perpetuate those cycles of lack by trying the, to the paranoia the cultural paranoia and how it plays out in individuals and how it isolates us more and you know this all this stuff we're talking about is the antidote and you don't have to thruple around but Mm-mm. who doesn't want to feel closer to the people that they're having sex with who doesn't yeah. want sex to be better you know this is stuff like we've meant to feel we you know we've been meant we've been made to feel very shameful a- around and mm-hmm. it's on purpose mm-hmm. well, our t- happiness is slowly being siphoned away because it makes us better consumers because if we're if it's not an inside job it has to be an outside job and there's plenty of snake oil salesmen 
waiting there mm. to, totally. to do the stuff that we're all doing. We could just tap into for free by being fucking high vibe and taking our friends there and taking our partners there and our sexuality there. Mm. It's really cool. I, I, I do think it's really cool. Like you've helped us reframe this whole thing where like it almost feels like it can be important. Like it mm. is important. You yeah, know? it's our dharma. Yeah. And I do think that it doesn't need to look like sharing sexuality with multiple people. Like yeah. pe- we're not like pushing thruple poly life on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's about resonating with open energy centers mm-hmm. because society has generated so much shame that's caused people to block their sacral center, the energy center of sexuality and creative power that it's so common people couple and then close they close their hearts they close all of their energy centers so what we describe when we talk about open relating it's about relating with open chakras and that's through the transcendence of lower vibrational frequencies that distort us from actually feeling that and it manifests in a whole spectrum of sharing closeness and intimacy Mm. and that can be platonic and through friends and through sisters and brothers and doesn't need to be a highly sexualized or highly personalized relationship yes Mm. yeah yeah i didn't even like i kind of stumbled into it but i'm like addicted to like oh finding out who i am and then that's Mm. also through finding out who i'm not okay i'm not just sean's girlfriend like i'm more than that you know what i mean like i'm not just that's not the defining characteristic of who I am. I mean, it is technically, I guess. Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't mean to like push you away. No, it's, it's like this. the same when I say like I'm not a filmmaker. You know what I mean? I make films sometimes, and that's okay. But I don't. I'm not looking to identify with that because it's going to create a whole world. Or yeah, of like the judgments so, of like the yeah. attachment of like, oh, am I making a film right now? Yeah, like, yeah. if I'm not making a film right now, am I a filmmaker? And yeah, <laughs> getting all your self worth attached yeah. to the labels that you've yeah. thrust on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Loose living. <laughs> How long have we been doing this? Can you see? 45 minutes. Oh, shit. Let me just Can make we sure keep going for a little bit? You good? Okay, great. Cool. <laughs> this is fucking awesome. Yeah. This is fucking awesome, y'all. Come on. <laughs> Give it up for us. <laughs> 45 minutes of gold. Yeah, you go because then I'm going to go P2 gas. Wow. Yeah, you've really, uh, you're dropping some knowledge on us. Thank you. So, so um, you went from In-N-Out Burger to quit. You you quit your job and moved in with your current partners. Yeah. And started. It was was that your first time dabbling with um, online? Like, mm-hmm. you know, really? Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, there was some timelines in between the in and out timeline and me moving in with them. And then one of those things being like our first business, which was the yoga collective. Mm. And I feel like that is a big thing that I advocate for people who are interested in complex alternative relating is to have an embodiment practice Mm -hmm. um, because it does enhance sexuality when we are able to feel ourselves and to feel our breath and how it circulates through our being. So yoga is really the gateway to my alternative relationship Mm. um but once my reality became so shattered by the love that i received as they opened to me there was no way that i could possibly go back to what was previously Mm -hmm. and so my partner alisa had already done some erotic modeling and some nude modeling and johnny has background as an entrepreneur and businessman and he is literally like (laughs) 
He's an anarchist in the sense that he wouldn't use that word to describe himself, but he was once a powerful narcissist, businessman, Christian, married, kids, homes, boat, horses, (laughs) and literally had a spiritual awakening and decided to leave all of that to- Oh, we got to talk to him. Yeah, live in his van and be a minimalist and focus on feeling good through yoga and Mm. Tai Chi and Qigong. So anyways, I'm speaking this because when I met him, he presented the opportunity to extend freedom Mm. to me Mm. via leaving my jobs and generating abundance through my erotic expression, Mm. which was not his idea. It was Elisa's, but he created the grounding and the platform for us to be able to do that. So through his mentorship and his guidance, I've become a very empowered businesswoman alongside my partners, both Elisa and Sky. And so we have a business where we support others in discovering the operating system of open relating, Mm. whether that be polyamory or sharing intimacy and sexuality with others or just desiring to be in a more monogamous presenting relationship, but still resonate in open energy. We are sexual healers to an extent, and we share the tantric philosophy to those who resonate, which is the idea that there is no wrongdoing when we can release the binary of good versus evil and transcend those lower distorted energies of fear, shame, guilt, and grief. Mm -hmm. That is the gateway to full ascension. So we've created the business, the Studio X, to provide people this information and also showcase our eroticism uncensored. Because we believe that young people are disconnected from intimacy because their education on sexual relating is through porn. And porn is the vibration of fear, shame, guilt, and grief. Like the people that are doing that are not resonating in authentic relationship. And so when young people watch that, it psychically trains their nervous system to feel arousal via another's wrecked nervous system. Mm. And so they believe that they must recreate that to feel sexual chemistry. So it's our inspiration to produce uncensored sexual content from the vibration of heart-centered lovemaking. So Mm. people can feel that viscerally. Wow. And it's a different energetic experience. That's a gift. Thank you. Hard thing to put a price on, too. It's like a hard thing to say. Like, that's invaluable. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, that's why I was telling you guys, like, I don't make a lot of money off of the erotic content and the conversation we were having earlier about me transcending the idea that someone deserves or doesn't to see my pleasure or to see my nudity. It's like, I want all people to feel good and all people to feel pleasure, and I don't want to make that not available because of the dollar amount that I'm monetizing it at. Yeah. So I'm always available to offer like discounts to anyone who feels the courage to, you know, express that they're not in the financial position to invest. Mm. But if I may continue a little bit more, please. Okay. (laughs) Um, Something that I feel also is really cool about what we're doing is that like porn stars are very untouchable. Like they're in their world of performing. And for us, like we are authentic beings and we are bringing a peer to peer engagement to those who desire to connect with us, which is why we offer intimacy and relationship coaching and share empathic communication and tantric philosophy and embodiment practice as tools for people to become 
first, better individuals with a deeper and more expansive relationship to self that then is contagious to those that they relate to. Yeah. So that's how you change the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really are changing the world by by being so intentional about changing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the tantric philosophy suggests that all relationships in our life are built upon the foundation we have with ourself. And so if someone is to want deeper intimacy, I always reflect, you know, where can you expand and more intimacy with your own self first? Mm-hmm. I've crudely, we've been talking about this stuff in a more crude way. And, you know, like I'm saying, yelling about how it used <laughs> to become like yelling about how like, you know, we need to love ourselves. Like, you know, clearly when me and Mary are not in a good place, we're not extending love to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and how could we possibly give it to anyone else if we don't have it for ourselves? And, it's hard. It's it's hard because like I, I know we're both also the type of people like, yeah, we know forgiveness is important, but the last thing we'll do is extend it to ourselves. Mm. And it's like it's all a moot point. If it really is, <laughs> it's it's it, it, like because if it's if that's not done and done properly, like you're not going to be able to extend that to other people. They're not going to feel it. So there is going to be mm. an intensity about your being. And um Man, that's the stuff in my life that's broken my heart the most is like, uh, you were talking about this today, but like I can relate is, is when I find out like someone was scared of me or intimidated by me or didn't act like themselves around me because they thought I might respond in some way that um, I probably would have, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, it's the worst when they're actually onto something. <sighs> You know, it's another, it's, it's one thing when it's just like, oh, you're fucking paranoid and, and you're in, insecure or whatever. But it's another thing when it's like, I do give off that vibe, man, that is dead programming that was there to protect a heart that has evolved a lot mm. and can handle things. And I don't want to be that way anymore. And, you know, this is like going back to you, like, you know, having this moment this week, of like, I want to be soft. I want to be, you know, mm. I've, I've been there and, and I am there and I want to be that way. And, you know, it, it's, it's the worst when it feels like I can't be that way with you guys. And I'm like, you know, oh, because I'm not being that way to myself. I'm not being soft to myself. I'm beating myself up over our business fucking going away for a couple of years because of this goddamn quarantine and not being able to make films and questioning just all these these deep things about who I am as an artist and like taking yeah. it out on you. And I'm like, I haven't offered myself compassion or forgiveness or innocence, which is going to be my new one. You know, like I'm innocent. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> Remember Shaggy yeah. or whatever? Hell yeah. That's a good one, Sean. It wasn't me. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but it sounds right. Yeah. Uh, she's a well of information. Let's ask her questions. Like we have to do this. Like I know. I I just I'm rushing off to go pee, but we should ask okay, her go questions. Pee. Mm, go yeah, pee. Go yeah. pee. Yeah. Um. But we were so we were talking. Man, you really nailed it on the. Why? Oh, here's one because it's in your frequently asked questions. Because mm. now we're at the point where someone's listening to this and they're like, "This all sounds fine and dandy, but this is a sex cult." Mm. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Have mm. we been accused of that? I haven't heard okay. that. Okay, good. Yeah, not yet. And we must not be doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the question of sex cult, you know, it does make me laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do receive that one, I just ask people in a very grounded frequency, you know, what is a cult in your reality? Mm -hmm. And many people can't answer. Yeah. They don't even know what that means. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So if someone is to answer, you know, that may be true for me. Mm -hmm. If their definition of cult is a group of people who pursue healing through the cultivation of sexual energy, that resonates. And that is true for me. Yeah. But if their cult 
concept is that of manipulation or disempowerment, that that is not what we are representing. Yeah. So I am in the business and in the embodiment of challenging people's realities consistently. Mm. And there is a development of inquiry to extend out to others. That's not with the subtle energy of condemnation or blame or shame, but grounded in loving. Yeah. You know, can you tell me more <laughs> about oh. why my lifestyle is so triggering to you? I'm here to hold space for that and Damn. love you through it. That's hard to do without I you getting triggered. Because, because there is something <laughs> yeah. inherently condescending about throwing a label on somebody and making them dig their way out of it. Yeah. Sure. Especially a woman. It's yeah. basically saying, like, you, there's no way. You must be being manipulated. Right. Because why does it, any man deserve this love, this, this, this? Yeah. You totally. know? I felt that from people. Yeah. You know? Like, just, like, an inherent, like, jury's still out on you, bro. Just because I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck off, governor. You're innocent. Yeah. I'm innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a concern when people in anything, like with thinking about cults, is like want to give their power away. And I think that's sometimes why people are attracted to cults or attractive to cult of personalities is because uh, someone sees maybe themselves as powerful and likes other people seeing themselves as yeah. powerful and then gets it's like this um, egoic thing that can self corrupt in some ways. And that's where it's like the, a big responsibility of someone in a position of power to do work to consider those um, aspects, but also trusting that people are empowered to make their own decisions and holding that reflection for them, even if they can't hold it for themselves. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's almost like the question of censorship. Like there's always belief systems that we're going to, uh, that are going to be out there to attune to. And we have to, to empower people personally to be more decisive and discriminating about what they want to subscribe to mm -hmm. for their belief systems, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I value about transparency because for myself and the people that I relate to and have created business with is like there's um, nothing that we won't address in transparency. So we're fully available if someone sees a shadow or sees a distortion that they would like to support us in seeing ourselves, we would love to go on that journey of discovery with the courageous one who can inquire and hold space for that conversation. Like that is the path of ascension that we are devoted to is bringing all things to light. And so if there is any manipulation or disempowerment present, like we would like to be shown where that is. Um, because we don't want to be disempowered in ourselves and we don't want the people around us to be disempowered. Right. Power. Power versus force. That's been coming up a lot recently yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. Yep. Can you pass me that? And I was kind of asking you that too when you came in and you were talking about having some lack mentality right now that was turning into some fear projections and... Um, it's such a coming-of-age process to realize what empowers you mm. um, personally, you know, to be able to show up to relationship with the love and compassion and excitement you have with yourself that you want to extend to other people. Um, and, you know, the embodiment practices that you guys talk about are obviously probably some of the biggest key things for that. Totally. Mm. <clears throat> Um, yeah, and why getting in your body is, is so vital for even showing up in relationship because, you know need to feel that sort of natural power. And we have such like a negative connotation even with the word power, I think, a lot mm -hmm. of us, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Scared to claim it, scared to lean into it. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. 
Yeah. Well, we, we live in a culture that wants you disempowered. Yeah. I, I, I could go on for nine podcasts about why. <laughs> or you see power like as a, a corrupting force. You can't yeah. disentangle how you right. f- see people in power take advantage of their right. power or mm-hmm. almost right. like like almost like where it feels beyond their control. Like money is power. People right. with money maybe don't operate in ways that you feel like, you know, is the proper use of power or mm-hmm. and then you doubt that within yourself. And it's. um yeah, there's a lot to untangle uh, if you don't want to be fearful of things. And especially like, and also changing the game of what power is. Like power not being force, power being like in being in a moment of uh, conflict and being able to hold uh, consideration, acceptance, um, and those sort of qualities versus like force, shame, blame, change, um, fix, um can allow you to like be in more seated in your power of because a power isn't like the one that's screaming or the one that's doing things because that's a that's a scared person and that's I think where we get to is this place of understanding like oh if someone's screaming it's the little kid in them Mm. that's like asking for help or asking for attention or whatever it is like Mm. that's not power that's um a clinging to the idea of power but the true power is like in a spacious awareness and an accepting of of life as it is so that you can attune yourself to create harmony in your environment you know mm-hmm. yeah there's like an innate sovereignty attached to power mm-hmm. you know it's like the just not needing things from other people or outside of the world to be a certain way it's kind of sometimes how i define power and, and i feel like um and we've talked about this before and it's a little trippy but like you can send power back to your inner child that's really mm-hmm. hurt you can yeah. send you know power back to that wounded person and watch it fucking ripple up into this timeline because uh sometimes if you can send power and forgiveness back to that that little kid you don't need to uh defend it so sharply all the time and that's all it is like if i'm screaming it's like i'm just defending the little kid in me that never was told like oh sorry about that you know what yeah. i mean it, it's like I'm, I'm making sure you know and, th- and that's what i want to fight for out in the world so it's not a bad thing no. to be aware of these qualities yeah. but I think to empower, uh, you know, that lost and lonely and confused little child and that is, it resides in all of us is like, uh, it's an important thing to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it resonates up here, you know, in, in these moments and yeah. people can feel that. We were in a great place yesterday by the time people started coming over and by the time they were leaving, they said, that's the best night we've had <laughs> all year. People who are like, you know real rock and rollers who are out there like have access to you know the kingdom of pleasure and they're over here just dancing with us and you know like, like you're saying it doesn't need to be sexual but we took that about as far as you could take it non-sexually <laughs> we were just vibing yeah vibing and it wasn't wasn't because of, there was no drugs or anything it was just like vibing out good music just yeah. people that want to be together and hold space for each other yeah, yeah it's a portal of authentic relating that feels yes. very different like whatever those people experience in their other realms is not authentic where people are not being transparent and are being distorted by substances that aren't serving yeah uh, but then they enter the portal with with you guys and it's timelessness and it's pleasure and it's heart-centered connection and that's really refreshing and for mm. a lot of people they don't experience that as regularly as yeah. we do yeah and, and i've talked shit about it for years but now it's happening it's like that's it's when you turn the corner and you're not making art you are the art and you're mm. not taking drugs you are the drugs like oh, you've yeah. worked in collaboration with these things yeah. to let them show you because we, we were learning this from david hawkins yeah. um 
they're not actually bringing you to those higher states that you might think. You might think that the molly is bringing you up to the highest states. It's actually not. It's just blocking out the lowest ones. Mm-hmm. You want to be there. You're natural. That's, that's where we want to reside. We're going towards Christ consciousness. We have all these other things holding us down. So a lot of the psychedelics are just, they're very effective at cutting out those, those lower frequency emotions. Mm-hmm. So you can just bask in, in the glory of love. And, um, but, but the, 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 the substances themselves are not the thing. And we're in such a culture that we want to externalize and otherize and give credit to where, where it's not really due, you know, mm-hmm. I'm grateful, grateful for Molly. And I'm grateful that we've charged that substance up to where people think it's doing something for them, but they're doing something for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and that can be applied to a lot of things and it starts to, uh, yeah, show you the matrix for what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, the insourcing, the process of insourcing. And it really is the process of understanding all the ways in which you give away power yeah. in different ways and relating and different, you know, dynamics in your life. And it's very complex to unpack. Yeah. yeah. I believe in every moment there's the opportunity for empowerment or victimhood. Definitely. And that's 3D versus 5D relating. Yeah. So it's like when you are residing in that victim-y place, remembering again, okay, I can reframe this for my empowerment. What would that look like in this moment? Yeah. I don't even need to do it, but can I create an idea as to what that would be? Mm. Oh. Wow. Mm. So it's that simple. It's just like a flowchart. When flow you remember. Of, yeah. You'll, yes. you'll forget. It's not easy to remember. Yeah. You'll remember. Yeah. Again. yeah. <laughs> it's not even easy to be reminded. You know, you're seeming like a victim. Oh, <laughs> we don't even have to do that. We'll just be like, yo, 5D, fuck 3D right now. Come on. Like, we could we <laughs> soften the language a little bit. Yeah. 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 And I mean, just because you said it a moment ago, Christ's consciousness to me is the vibrational resonance of feeling compassion. Oh, yeah. Yes, so exactly. I used to jokingly say, like, what would JC do right now? You yeah. Know? He feel compassionate, not just towards those that he's around, but towards himself. Mm-hmm. And so to remember that that is available for you, which is what the medicines do teach, yeah. is they show you the more emphasized vibrational frequencies of pleasure mm. to remind you that that is available to be accessed in your daily life. Yeah. And I feel at a point in my embodiment and where I reside in resonance that, like, taking some MDMA doesn't actually support my vibe any longer. Like I am in a higher vibration without that medicine at this time. And Mm. it's a really interesting space to be because it used to be such contrast to where I once was. Mm. That's really astute. And I'm glad you said that. I feel like, uh, I feel like Cass is a good example of that lately. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, we've had real a, a lot of fun on MDMA totally. but then but then there's been some times where it's just like why did i do that mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and a hard time integrating a hard time you know i still have a really high time but it is like i do have a a, a it's like a week of like kind of just uh having a hard time where i'm just like oh i i feel good like i think it's valuable and i just don't think it's something that I would want, I, I take it, I kind of like that I have the low week after because it kind of just makes me create such a special sacred ceremony around something because I have to not only prepare myself before it, but also prepare myself for integrating the experience. Mm. And it's not something that I want to casually do. And I have to be incredibly gentle with myself, you know, um, after that sort of thing. I think these are all things you, um, we can appreciate the rest of our lives, but you, you might outgrow them for, for good amounts of time. And I think that's okay. I think that's, 
is part of the journey with um, having a psychedelic life is that you don't always need the psychedelics because like I just said, like you become them, <laughs> you know, I've had enough experience with acid and where it takes me now and breathed into it for enough hours of my life that like, I don't necessarily need the acid. Like the other day when we, when we were like, should we take acid or mushrooms? We needed to, we just needed a restart type of trip. And like, Mare's like, I'm, I'm already on acid. Like when we haven't taken it in months, like Mare was already in that frequency. It's like, we needed, we needed actually the grounding, the, the mushroom to just yeah. ground us down. Yeah. And we took it and it helped a lot. Cause it just shouts out like, you're okay. Oh yeah. And then I started to have theories too about like when I first started doing mushrooms, it felt like I was less sensitive to the mushroom. Like it took more mushroom to get me high. And I used to be able to take like really like a lot of epic mushrooms, doses. epic doses of mushrooms when I was younger. Yeah. And now I take barely anything and I trip so hard. It's yeah. like I've become so sensitive to them. And um, our friend Johnny was telling us an interesting story about him yeah. taking a bunch of mushrooms, but going through like a breakup, a very traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And not tripping at all. Yeah. Like kept basically taking a hero's dose and not having any visuals, not really yeah. having experience because he was still just like holding down this really low frequency, yeah. you know, mm. and like wasn't taking on this journey. And it's, yeah, it really got me starting to believe like, oh, my consciousness is more aligned with the mushroom now. Yes. And so it just takes so much less of an interaction between the two of us to get to a similar place mm. and to get to like a, you know, an understanding and a connection again. It also, that story highlights what we were just saying about power. It's like, um, you know, we, we, we think that these mushrooms are powerful and it's like the human ego is more powerful than the mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. You can cancel out a mushroom trip yeah. with your thoughts. Yeah, yeah for sure. So yeah. doesn't that show you that the power was yours all along? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that oh, it yeah. wasn't in these mushrooms. It <laughs> yeah. was, it was you all along. Yeah. And if you can tell such a powerful fucking negative story that it cancels out the effects of an eighth of mushrooms. Yeah. You can probably tell such a positive story that it cancels out the effect of capitalism. And, you know, you start to really fly high and like, it sounds like you guys are touching some rare air, you know, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a beautiful thing to bear witness to and be around and, you know, people are drugs and we can become drugs and like, you guys are showing up the other day. I could feel it. I, like, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't that interesting. Like it was just us three on the beach mm-hmm. and then one by one, our friends started to show up and you could feel like what each drug that they were, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh man, here comes Jesse. He's like ketamine yeah. to me. He makes yeah. me just feel fucking wild and yeah. crazy. And then yeah. here's, here's a little Miss Molly. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm in love. All right. <laughs> you know, and then some people are acid and some people are weed and some some people are coke and you're just fucking cracked out when they're around and like so um you know we're doing that to each other whether we like it or not and yeah. people like us have become very sensitive to it so if i've become sensitive to it with other people i don't want to become just a victim i want to become a contributor of yeah. i want to be acid the thing that just fucking cuts through it all yeah. you know what i mean doesn't matter what else yeah. is going on yeah it just cuts through it all right up to christ, christ consciousness yeah mm-hmm. just from my presence yeah yeah. yeah. Let's get You're Jesus on. to me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You're still Jesus to me. You're still Jesus to me. <laughs> We're all Jesus. You're still Jesus to I me. I know, although that's why it's easy to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, let's fucking wrap it up. I could do this all day and all night. Let's mm-hmm. do this like many more times. For sure. If, if we had more mics, I would love to get the whole six of us on here. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We will manifest more mics. Yeah, let's okay. figure out how to do that. Like, you have physically figure out how to do that and do that one of these days and uh, get yeah. you guys out to New York and hopefully we can visit you out here. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. You're incredible. Is there anything you want to promote or just plug like the website yeah. again? Because I'm yeah. a little nervous about linking it because of totally yeah YouTube yeah. and stuff. People like that. can visit thestudiox.com. Um, we're also on Instagram. Mine is starlet underscore X. And yeah, would love to stay connected with you all. If yeah. anyone resonates with the message, we're always looking for collaborators and creatives who are interested in building a social revolution. So if you're someone who resonates, please hit me up. Let's connect and build. Beautiful. Fire podcast. You're, <laughs> you're Thank you. Thank you guys God. for having me. Thank you, Star. It's been great. Thank you so Peace, much. love, and love. magic. Woo! <laughs>